Hello and welcome to the Art Engager podcast with me, Claire Bowne. I'm here to share techniques and tools to help you engage with your audience and bring art, objects and ideas to life. So let's dive into this week's show. Hello and welcome back to the Art Engager podcast. I'm your host, Claire Bowne of Thinking Museum, and this is episode 95. So following two very popular guest episodes, I'm back with a quieter solo episode this week. I'm delving into the concept of silence. So I believe silence is a superpower that we can leverage to our advantage in the design and facilitation of our museum and gallery programs. So today I'm talking about why silence matters and I'm going to share some insights into why we should be harnessing this superpower to enhance our programs. But I'm also going to explore the flip side, why some people feel uncomfortable around silence and how you can help your participants to overcome this discomfort. Then I'm going to explore eight reasons why silence is beneficial for both you as a facilitator and for your participants. Now, because this is a fairly large subject, I've divided it up into two episodes. So next week, I'll be back with the second part when I'm going to explore some suggestions for how you can make time and space for more silence in your programs. But before we get started, a quick mention of the last two very special episodes in case you missed them. So I had the great pleasure of talking to best-selling author, broadcaster, two-time TED speaker and voice of the slow movement, Carl Honoré, in episode 93. So we talked about the power of slowing down and the growing slow art movement. And then last week in episode 94, I chatted to the founder of Slow Art Day, Phil Terry, about how Slow Art Day got started, how it's evolved over the years and how he sees the future of the slow art movement. We talked about how slow looking creates the conditions for what he calls radical inclusivity. And thank you so much for the response for these two very special episodes. I was really blown away by it. And thank you for all the feedback. And thank you to Carl and Phil for being on the podcast. Now, as always, if you'd like to be a supporter of this show and keep it going from strength to strength, you can do so by treating me to a cup of tea on buymeacoffee.com forward slash Claire I'll put a link in the show notes. And you can also help this podcast reach more people by posting about it on your social media accounts and also by sharing, liking and commenting on my social media feeds too. Do recommend the Art Engager to all your friends. Thank you for the support. It helps to keep this show growing. So let's get on with today's show. So you've probably heard the phrase, silence is golden once or twice in your life. This proverb suggests that staying quiet or not speaking can be beneficial in certain situations. And today I want to suggest to you that silence is important 
in your museum and gallery programs too. So I'm going to share some reasons why silence is important. And I'm also going to talk about why people find silence uncomfortable. So for some people, silence can be awkward and there are some reasons behind this. So let's go through some of these reasons. First of all, it may be due to social conditioning. So in lots of cultures, there's an expectation that conversation will be ongoing and continuous and there won't be any gaps in communication. Now, if that's the expectation, then silence may be perceived as uncomfortable or awkward because it deviates from the social norm. People may feel pressurised in this situation to fill silences, fill them with words. Secondly, silences can also make people feel anxious, anxious about being introspective. So not everyone is used to reflecting on their thoughts, their feelings or their emotions. And being silent may even bring up uncomfortable emotions or thoughts which people may prefer to avoid. And in today's fast-paced world, people are often used to constant sensory stimulation. So like being ever-present on social media, being on their phones, being always on. And silence can be unfamiliar. It can be uncomfortable for those who are used to constant noise or distractions. And in actual fact, I think silence is a rarity in today's world. So it may be unfamiliar to lots of people or they may actually have limited experience with it. So if you're not used to silence, you might be uncomfortable with it. And lastly, you need to think that your groups, the people that you work with in the museum, are made up of a variety of communication styles and personality traits. And some participants may be more extroverted and feel the need to fill silences with words to maintain conversation, while others may be more introverted and prefer to process information internally before responding. So as you can see, discomfort with silence can be subjective and can vary from person to person. And it's really crucial that we, as educators, create a supportive and inclusive environment where all our participants feel comfortable expressing themselves in their own way, whether that's through words or silence. So you can help to avoid any discomfort by setting expectations at the start. And you might want to say that you'll be asking participants for thoughtful responses throughout your program. And you'll also want to make sure that you create a warm and welcoming atmosphere right at the start. I think it's also a good idea to model being happy with silence yourself as the facilitator. You can lead by example because if you show you are comfortable with silence or pauses throughout your program and you can use it intentionally, it can encourage others to do the same. But what if you feel uncomfortable with silence as the facilitator of the program? Perhaps you feel silence is a bit awkward in a guided tour. Maybe you've been used to a more 
traditional approach and you're used to doing all the talking all of the time. Silence just feels a bit weird. Or maybe you feel a responsibility to constantly engage and entertain participants during your programs and silence feels like a bit of a gap that you need to fill with talking or activity. And if you don't, you're scared you might lose some engagement. Perhaps you also see silence as a waste of time on a program that's already filled to the brim with content. And I know from experience that our programs in the museum, they are short on time. They have limited timeframes. And you may feel under pressure to cover a lot of content within a certain time window. So these can all lead you to thinking that silence is a luxury that you can ill afford. However, it's important to note that silence can have valuable benefits. Things like promoting deep reflection, thinking and engagement with the information you're sharing or the artwork you're looking at. Silence can create space for participants to process information, make connections and generate their own thoughts and ideas. It can also help to create a more relaxed and inclusive atmosphere where participants feel comfortable to share their perspectives and engage in dialogue. So it may involve a mindset shift from thinking about silence as wasting time to reframing it as productive reflection time. And this may help you to start to feel more comfortable with silence as a concept in your programs. So museum and gallery programs are all about talking, conversations, discussions and dialogue. They seem to revolve around talking. So why is silence important and how can it be beneficial for us as facilitators and for our participants too? So let's go through some reasons. So for a start, Silence provides an opportunity for active listening, something that's so important in our programs. When we stay silent, we can focus on really understanding what someone is saying without interrupting or trying to formulate our response in our mind. This allows us to be present, present in that moment and to better understand what someone's saying. Secondly, silence invites more sharing. It creates space for your participants to gather their thoughts or to feel more comfortable about speaking. All too often, I see museum educators and guides feel a little bit awkward about silence and jump in to fill the space with words. But by staying silent, we can create a welcoming space that actually encourages others to share their perspectives and thoughts and ideas. So silence actually gives people time to think and will encourage more sharing, allow that process to happen. Silence can also promote inclusivity in museum discussions by allowing someone the space and time to speak without interruption 
So it can help quieter members of the group to speak up. And this will promote a more inclusive conversation that doesn't just revolve around the dominant group members. Now, silence also helps to manage conflict should any arise. It can allow for a pause in the conversation, especially when emotions are high, providing people the opportunity to calm down and gather their thoughts. So it can prevent escalating tensions and facilitate more constructive communication. So don't underestimate the power of a pause in resetting a conversation that has got a little heated. Okay, the next one is all about processing time. So when group members are given a moment of silence after being presented with new information, so that could be contextual information, information that you're sharing, background knowledge, it allows them to mentally process what they have learned or experienced. It literally helps people to think. So give them that time to process information. Now for you, silence also encourages reflection. It allows time for reflection in action. So I talked about this in episode 29, how to develop a reflective practice. Reflection in action, this is a term coined by Donald Schoen and it refers to the process of thinking and reflecting on an experience whilst it is happening rather than afterwards. So it allows you to think and reflect in the moment. It allows you to pause and think and do things differently if necessary. So a little bit of silence is good for you as well. It allows you to reflect on your program and think whether you need to change anything up or do things differently. It also provides you the opportunity to read the room. So a little bit of silence can give you the opportunity to gauge the reactions and engagement of your audience. So by pausing, and allowing those moments of silence, you can observe how people are responding to the artwork or the information you've just shared. You can notice their facial expressions, their body language, and gauge their level of interest. And again, this allows you to adjust your approach, tailor your content, and respond to their needs in real time. And ultimately, it helps you to better understand your audience. And then you can adapt your program accordingly, creating a more meaningful experience for them. And finally, silence contributes to the overall pace of your program. It transforms it from a hurried headless chicken highlights tour to a more serene and spacious atmosphere that allows visitors to engage more deeply. So by using small moments of silence, you can create a sense of calm and relaxation. And this will allow your audience to feel more comfortable and engaged in the program. It actually provides a space for people to absorb everything, to think critically and to ask questions without feeling rushed or pressured. 
So in today's episode, we've explored the concept of silence as a superpower in museum and gallery programs. We've learned that silence can enhance our program design and our facilitation. And we've also learned that some people can feel uncomfortable with silence and we've explored how to help them to overcome this. Now, I've also explored some benefits for you, why silence is beneficial for both us as facilitators and for the audience. And next week, I'm going to share a variety of ways that you can add more of it to your museum and gallery programs. So tune in to next week's episode. And before you go, if you'd like to give some slow looking a go, but you're not sure where to start, download my free slow art guide. It's useful for seasoned museum goers or novices. It's a two page guide for everyone and it offers some simple steps to take you through the process of slow looking and also some helpful tips for taking your time and fully immersing yourself in the art and objects in museums and galleries. So you can download it via the link in the show notes. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Art Engager podcast with me, Claire Bowne. You can find more art engagement resources by visiting my website, thinkingmuseum.com. And you can also find me on Instagram at Thinking Museum, where I regularly share tips and tools on how to bring art to life and engage your audience. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share with others and subscribe to the show on your podcast player of choice. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time.